How you feeling, Seattle hockey fans? I'm feeling good as the Seattle Kraken return to Climate Pledge Arena tonight, a game day. I should say this afternoon, still a game day. And we're looking for nine straight against the Tampa Bay Lightnings. Let's talk about that and some very special news for one of our own in the Locked On family on this Martin Luther King Day 2023. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala, written for the Seattle Kraken, the timer too. I am also the founder of Black Rosy Media, which promotes black women and other melanated or BIPOC creators in sports media, giving them opportunities to cover sports. And that is going to be apropos for today's podcast we have a special guest someone who's been on the show a time or two before but we'll get to that first let's talk about what's cracking and what's cracking baby is we have our longest winning streak of the franchise of history not only of the history of the seattle kraken but we are the only team to win seven or more games on one road trip so all of our wins in one road trip, seven plus wins on one road trip, that is fantastic. And oh yeah, you best believe now everyone's got their eyes on the Seattle Kraken. The NHL.com writes, in an NHL season full of surprises, the Seattle Kraken may be the biggest of them all. The Kraken return home to face the Tampa Bay Lightning, 4 p.m. Eastern time on Root Sports, ESPS. ESPN Plus and SN Now after becoming the first team in NHL history to sweep a road trip of at least seven games. They completed a 7-0-0 trip with an 8-5 win over the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday. Now, we're not going to get into the Blackhawks game too much, at least not today, because we've got a jam-packed show. Things that we liked, things that we didn't like. If you listened or watched the um, video of... Jordan Eberly, after his 900th NHL game, getting the hat, he was honored by the team. You heard Dave Haxel say, we all know what didn't go right. We, we know what went wrong in this game. Let's all, you know, essentially know that, take that away, but we're going to uplift the positive. They had a day off. They got to go home. Everyone's excited. But there are some things that the team is going to need to clean up, including how to close out a game. You give up five goals on a team that you put an eight spot up on. Again, I'm not going to get into that too much right now, but it is something that we're going to have to figure out. So as the this article for NHL.com continues on by saying, pretty incredible for a team that finished 30th out of 32 teams last season, its first NHL season. Now the Lightning come in at 23, 13, and 1. Um, and so let's take you now to some of these numbers. This was sent over by the fantastic team at the Seattle Kraken. For those watching on YouTube, it's up on your screen. For those listening on audio, either way, thank you so much for making Locked on Kraken 
a part of your daily routine. Let me give you our overview. Our overall record coming into this game at Climate Pledge Arena is 26 12 and 4, 64, uh, 56, excuse me, points on the table. 27, 13 and 1 is good enough for 55 points on the table for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Our home record, 10, 8 and 2. The away record for the Tampa Bay Lightning, 10, 9 and 0. We are 8, 2 and 0 in our last 10. The Tampa Bay Lightning are 10, 3 and 0 in their last 10. Now, here's what's going to be key. Sometimes you'll hear, and I know Nick Olchek talked about it during this road trip, these trap games, right? Games that, uh, the, the whether it's the storyline or kind of the standings are a little bit deceiving, and you find yourself in between uh, maybe a not-so-strong opponent and a really strong opponent, and there are these trap games, right? They can kind of trap you in, in some ways, and, uh, you know, it's an interesting concept, but I think also games like this, I don't, I don't know if the way that hockey uses it, it's technically a trap game. It's definitely a game. I want to make sure that we as a team are focused on now. There's so much positives that are coming off of the road trip. There's an excitement to coming back home, being able to sleep in your own bed, be with your family. Um, but then also be with the fans. And I believe it was uh, Nick Olchek and Piper emphasized this on social media, but Nick Olchek said he hopes that the Seattle crack, it might've been Eddie also, um, he hopes that the fans are raucous tonight. So if you're headed to Climate Pledge Arena, you gotta get loud for the boys and make sure that they feel appreciated for what they did on the road. So there's all this energy, right? There's all this energy that should be at its peak for Climate Pledge Arena history. That's a lot. And now we have a team that, again, let me pull this up for you, a team that, again, statistically speaking, numerically speaking, we are toe-to-toe -to -toe with this team. They have 55 points. We have 56. We're 10-8-2 at home. They're 10-9-0 on the road. Let's look at the power play. They have the better power play at a 29.2% clip. They also have the better penalty kill at an 81.3% clip. The Seattle Kraken are sitting at a 21.2% power play success rate and a 68.7% penalty kill success rate. So there are still things. And again, we won the game and we, we got a big lead, but then we gave up five goals. We don't want to give up five goals in any scenario to Tampa. We don't want to do that. Okay. So, uh, you know, trap games, as far as trap games and, you know, officially what the terminology is, uh, I think we just want to be mindful of what's happening here. Let's um, also just remind you what happened the last two times, the last time these two teams, excuse me, played. And, you know, it's pretty recent history. I mean, I was in Florida the last time these two teams played. So we played on December 13th. What was the score there? 6-2. In favor of whom? The Lightning. All right. So again, we don't want to put up a five. We don't want to give up a five spot. We don't want to give up a five spot. This was a time 
you know, we played well against uh, the Florida Panthers, and then we looked to see if we could do the Florida sweep. We did not do the Florida sweep, and then things kind of started falling apart for us around there. That was not the greatest brand of hockey that Seattle played right around the time that we played Tampa last time. So, you know, some things that we have to figure out here, but including, of course, that um, the Seattle Kraken enter tomorrow's game one win shy of matching their total of 27 wins from the inaugural season. That's massive. Uh, They currently sit in second place in the Pacific Division. I mentioned the 56 points. Uh, we, We top the Western Conference with a, 0.667 0.667 points percentage. And, uh, you know, we could be in first place in the division, depending on what happens in Vegas and depending on what we do in regulation. Now, on the one hand, uh, it's still a little early for us to be vying for first. That being said, um, it's kind of cool. That, you know, I've had conversations and we didn't know if Seattle, if it was realistic for Seattle to catch up to Vegas, given how Vegas has been playing. Um, and now we stand a chance. So there, that's amazing. I love that. But we don't want to be chasing at the wrong time. You have to peak at the right time. This was a really fantastic road win. We are the road warriors. Uh, the best to ever do it in NHL history. I love that for us. We still have not met as much success as I would like at home. And so this is, we're now officially beyond the halfway point that happened on the road trip. What I want to see for the remainder of the Seattle Kraken season is that when we play at CPA, we take those points. We take all of them. Okay. Is it realistic that we're going to win every home game? I mean, I don't know. I don't I got to look at the, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 um, you know, I'm not going to say it's a sure thing. Anything's possible, but we have to play like we're going to win all those points. And, you know, I, I, I stumble a little saying that because it's, I don't want to assume or imply that I think that, you know, Seattle hasn't been playing to win at home or really ever, but it goes back to, what Dave Haxtell said as he's, he's like, I'm not questioning if my team has the capability. I'm questioning if they're willing to seize the opportunity to be the type of team to level up and be the, the team that they need to be in order to, to hang on to what we've got the magic in the bottle for this, uh, for this season. So that that's and and in order to be the 2.0 version of the Seattle Kraken I mentioned this, even in the off season, we have to play well at home. We have to play well at home. We've proven that we can win on the road, and that makes us dangerous. Now we have to let people know that we're the whole damn show and let them fear the deep for real, for real, okay? So that's what I want to see tonight. I'll be watching the game. I'll be more active on social media, but I mentioned that it is Martin Luther King Day 2023. I know a lot of people are putting out quotes, but the best I can say is if you haven't already, a lot of people will say this, but read uh, the letter from a Birmingham jail. But then also, uh, and I'm going to go to my digital library here. Uh, I want to also pump another really great book that was published, as I recall, post posthumously. I always say that word wrong. It was published after Martin Luther King was assassinated and it is entitled, Where Do We Go From Here? Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community? 
from or by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. with a forward by Coretta Scott King. Where do we go from here? And that's really the question that we've been trying to answer as a society here in the United States and arguably throughout the world, but MLK Jr. was from the United States, so I'm just going to talk about the U.S. for a minute. We've been trying to answer this question, and it's apropos that, again, this was uh, published shortly after Dr. King was assassinated. Um, where do we go from here? And so a lot of people will put up quotes, and I appreciate the thought to an extent, but I've been alive long enough since Martin Luther King Day became a holiday to know that some of that is hot air. So where do we go from here? And at least for our part in hockey, I can share um, that where we hope to go from here is, again, doing what my company is doing and doing what other people like the Erie Otters are doing, which is to create opportunity for rising stars. Unfortunately, I am believed to be the first black woman to call an NHL game. It's unfortunate for a few reasons. One, I don't know for sure. And two, that happened last year. That's unfortunate to me. While I'm honored to be a part of history, it's still a little bit unfortunate. Um, so now we have opportunities to uplift people on their way up and, and document fully the impact that they're making. And for today, that is going to be one of our own here on the Locked On NHL Network, Trey Matthews. Now, you've heard me talk about Trey before. One of his mentors is Everett Fitzhugh, who, of course, is our play-by-play -play analyst or play-by-play -play announcer, excuse me, for radio. He is a part of Black Hockey history as well. Um, and uh, so we've had Trey on before. Trey interviewed me right before I made hockey history. And I'm very, very grateful that he was one of, if I'm being quite honest, only a few people that showed interest in that history-making moment. Trey Matthews today is going to be the play-by-play -play voice for the Erie Otters for their MLK um, Memorial and Commemorative Game. Now, also a part of this is Joe Dabney, Jordan Dabney, who created the Black Rosie Media logo that I use. She designed the the uniforms for the Erie Otters. So we're not going to hear from Joe, but you will hear from the one and only Trey Matthews. Now this, for the purposes of the Locked on Kraken episode for Monday, this is a condensed version of a longer conversation that you can find on Locked on Kraken on YouTube. And I will also put the audio up, my full conversation with Trey Matthews. We're going to talk about him about to make history today with the Erie Otters, but him also making history now that he is at Arizona State as part of the Cronkite program there and how he made a little bit of history with the women's hockey team there. So it's a great conversation. I'm very proud of Trey. Again, he's one of our own here at Locked on Kraken. So that's what's coming up next on this Martin Luther King Day 2023 episode of Locked on Kraken. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, I've talked to you about Athletic Greens before as someone who's always on the road. It's important that I try to keep my nutrition and my health up to peak. You're tired. You're on planes. You're sleeping. You get delayed. All of these things. And wouldn't it be nice if you had one thing that you could pack with you that will give you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens? It would be. And that's why I like traveling with Athletic Greens. Now, here's something that you might not know. It will cost you less than $3 a day to invest in your health, and it's cheaper than 
your probable cold brew habit. It's about investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And I can personally tell you, as someone who tries to keep my health, my immunity up, especially given what we've been through in the last several years, you can buy echinacea here and turmeric there and make sure you're drinking your ginger and your all of this stuff. But what's great is that Athletic Greens founder had a similar path, realized this is easily a $100 a day. I don't even want to say habit because we're really talking about lifestyle changes here. And that's not sustainable for most of us. Certainly not for me. That's why we like Athletic Greens, again, less than $3 a day. And you get all of those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And because we love you so much here on Locked on Kraken, Athletic Greens has decided to make it easy. And they're going to give you a one-year free supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. You know I love those. That's all coming with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Without further ado, I take you over to my conversation, abbreviated with Trey Matthews, who will serve as the play-by-play voice for the Erie Otters tonight on their MLK Day game. And once again, here on Locked on Kraken, making what I believe is his third ever appearance, Trey Matthews. Now, Trey, at the time that we're recording, it's right around the holiday season. We're getting ready to go into the new year. So what's good in your world in 2022? Where do I start, Erica? So do you want to start all the way from January or do you want to start from the last few months? Because not to toot my own horn, but it's been, it's been a very interesting experience so far. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're definitely going to talk about the the last few months and the few days and weeks to come. So let's start at the top of 2022. Trey, uh, what's good in your world or what was good? (laughs) Start of 2022. um, Around this time, I was actually preparing to call the first ever outdoor game for uh, the Adrian College women's hockey team at Fifth Third Field um, in Toledo, Ohio. In fact, I'm actually wearing the shirt. It was the Walleye Winterfest. So um, that was a really cool experience to kick off 2022. And then a few months later, I decided like, I didn't want to return to Adrian to get my master's there. I felt like I had to get out of there and try something new. Went to Arizona state, got into the Cronkite school. And, um, ever since then it's been, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember we talked, I guess, just before that outdoor game for Adrian College. um, And I remember you being really excited about that. We've talked about before what you've been able to do as a a play-by-play voice in hockey. You have crossover on the men's and women's side. And of course, with Locked on Kraken, as Everett Fitzhugh is one of your mentors. Uh, We absolutely love that. But Trey, I want to pick up now towards the end of 2022-2022. Um, going into 23, you've had some pretty awesome experiences that have officially been announced. You mentioned Arizona State. I want to get to that in a little bit. But we saw that you were featured on NHL.com and the Erie Otters announced that you will be their play-by-play voice on television for their second ever MLK game. So first, let's talk about the Erie Otters. How did that uh, opportunity come about? It actually just came random. So I believe uh, 
late July, I get an email from Sean Bernard, who's, uh, you know, in charge of PR and also their regular play-by-play voice. And he basically said, like, look, I have an opportunity. Uh, we're looking for somebody to do the MLK uh, game because we did it with uh, Alex Randall, who goes to the University of Pittsburgh. He was the first ever uh, uh, black person to do play-by-play for the Canadian Hockey League. And uh, when I got the email, I was I was stoked. I'm like, why didn't you guys call me uh, sooner to, to, be, to become the first or something like, of that nature? But I'm glad that they um, that they uh, considered me. And I said, yes, I'm absolutely down to do it. Um, had to wait a few months. Like, I couldn't tell anyone. So I only told a few select people. I only told, like, my parents, my siblings. I obviously told Everett. Um, but I didn't tell, like, my friends. I didn't tell uh, anyone at ASU all that much. You know, I had to keep it a secret for so many months because the thing about deals is I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but deals can sometimes fall through. So it's just like I was just trying to be extra cautious and just try to keep it on the down low, just waiting for the Erie auditors and also the OHL to make the announcement. And then come mid-December, it was made official, saw the article that Sean released and it was, um, you know, he, he uh, wrote it really, uh, it really nice. And um, I... I'm honored to do it and it's going to be nerve wracking, but I'm excited for it. And uh, what I've just been doing to prepare, I've just been playing shell, you know, just uh, that's how I learned hockey in the first place. And um, that's what I'm doing right now, just to prepare for that game, just playing the shell video game uh, nonstop to uh, just better prepare myself. I love that. I love that you talk about your process, but just to give everyone the details, because this, our conversation will be airing within a week of Martin Luther King Day and that Martin Luther King Day game. The partnership between Erie Black Wall Street and the Erie Otters will officially launch on Monday, January 16th on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So you will be a part of what is really almost a uh, almost two months celebration that the Erie Otters have along with Erie uh, Black Wall Street. And you will be the play by play voice They're They're presenting Black Ice Night. There will also be some specialty jerseys that are designed by the person who designed my logo, the Black Rosie logo, and then also went on to design the Metropolitan Riveters Black Rosie jersey, and that's Jordan, a.k.a. Joe Dabney. Now, there's going to be another game in during Black History Month, February 28th. Now, I I did know, even though we didn't talk about it, I did know that you were doing that game. And so to your point, though, about things change and and, uh, move about, I'm I'm not sure when they're going to announce who's calling that February 28th game, but I think it's going to be another historical one so we're looking forward to that but trey are you are you hinting at anything erica because i know you did a game for the devils uh, with, <laughs> i did uh, do a game that's with, right you had with, me on uh, locked carly, on devils carly schultz is that carly schultz with, is that with kelly schultz yeah kelly schultz. Ke- kelly and schultz. you were so gracious to have me on locked on devils i was yeah. in the hotel they they sent kelly and i to new jersey uh, i have relocated uh, i'm originally from new york but relocated to tulsa so they sent us uh kelly from Minnesota, me from Oklahoma, and we got to call that that game. So, you know, we uh, maybe uh, by the time that this actually goes live, we'll we'll have some some uh, confirmation there. But I think it's going to be fun. I'm super excited, and I know I will be watching, and I'm sure a lot of other people will be as well because you have alluded to it. 
that you're breaking barriers here. And uh, yeah, of course, it's always nice to be the first, but it's also as important when someone breaks down barriers that the next handful of people are able to carry the banner and the torch. And so you are definitely a part of that legacy. But I know that um, you also mentioned Arizona State University and of course, Mullet Arena. Talk to me about what it's been like to be at Arizona State the same season, the same hockey season that the Arizona Coyotes are sharing that barn. We'll get back to my conversation. Again, abbreviated conversation with Trey Matthews. We'll have the full edit up that will be up later today and make sure you check the show notes if you're listening later in the week, but we'll have it all for you. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college, basketball, we've got the Women's World Cup coming up. They've got you covered. And if you like sports podcasts, which of course you do because you listen to Locked on Kraken as part of your daily routine, BetOnline.net has you covered there as well. So you can head to the website today, use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. As promised, let me take you over to the rest of this condensed version of my conversation with Trey Matthews. Every time I chat with Trey, he gives little nuggets, which I love. Um, I think I also heard and felt some humility coming from Trey in this interview, and he calls being at Arizona State a second chance. And I really thought that that was a compelling take on his path and his career. So again, stick taps to Trey for today. We know he's playing some chill to get ready for the game. He mentions that a time or two in this interview, but we're going to close out this episode of Locked on Kraken on this MLK Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day 2023, hearing from Trey Matthews. You know, I don't know what the hockey culture was like in Tempe before I got there, but I know hockey today that the city of Tempe, the campus of Arizona State, they're full on hockey right now. And I love it. I think it's great for the city. I think it's great for the university. I think it's great for the students. I think it's great for people like me just getting that big platform because one of the reasons why I wanted to leave Adrian uh, and go somewhere else was because I wanted that bigger platform kind of just to showcase like what I could do, even if I'm not going to do it in the same amount of uh, games as I would do at Adrian because Yes, I'm calling less games, but it's at a bigger scale kind of thing. And Mullet Arena is beautiful. And, you know, like I, I've said this many times, um, this isn't good for the NHL playing at Mullet Arena, but it's great for the city. It's great for the students. It's great for the people, you know, whether it's in Tempe, Scottsdale, Phoenix, wherever the case might be. It's it, it, it's been a very cool experience the last uh, last month or so. I love that. And you mentioned that the opportunities are different than what you had at Adrian repetition versus kind of grand scale and impact. But before we re started recording, you told me that you did still get to make a little bit of history uh, at Mullet Arena. And by way of, you know, my inlet to the sport on the women's hockey side. So you go down as the play by play voice for the first ever game at Mullet Arena. Tell us about that. Yep, I just want to be clear, everyone. The women's team played the first official game at Mullet Arena. Not like their personal first game of the year. 
the first official game. It was not a scrimmage. It was not an exhibition. They were taking it on their crosstown rival, Grand Canyon University. So just want to make that perfectly clear. But um, so basically, I wanted to be a part of that broadcast. And basically this year, what I've been trying to do is like, look, if you want something, you got to go out and, and get it. Like you can't just let it fall into your lap. So I knew in advance that the women's team was going to play the first ever game at Mold Arena. I knew it. And um, we weren't going to do our normal streaming because normal, normally we stream the games on Facebook Live. Uh, but this time, Pac-12 wanted to uh, air the game on their personal website since it's, you know, a historical game and things of that nature. And um, I wasn't eligible to do the Pac-12 uh, stream just because at Arizona State, you have to take a certain class or things of that nature to in order to be qualified to do so. But I knew I wanted to be a part of that broadcast. So I contacted the student radio broadcast team uh, called Blaze Radio, uh, a club that I'm already a part of. I said, like, look, I see that we don't have anything scheduled for that game. Like, can I please do the play-by-play? And, and they entrusted me to do so. So I, it, it was always a – I always had it um, in the back of my mind a little bit. You know, just like uh, – basically it was just like I know most likely I won't be able to do the Pac-12 one – but I'm going to do that broadcast, whether it's you know, some way or another. So that's how it came about. I did it for Blaze Radio. The student uh, ran a radio station. It was really cool. Great, great experience. And, um, you know, there's so many people in the world, but how many people can say that they're the first ever to do something, you know, in that nature? And it's not just me. It's our entire team. It's uh, uh, whether it's from Blaze Radio, Pac-12, just everyone working behind the scenes or whatever the case might be, our beat writers, uh, social media team. It, it's a collect, it's a collective team effort, and we all get along really well. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a great atmosphere. It's a great environment. That's fantastic. I really love that you started that story by saying, hey, if you want something, you have to go after it and go get it. And I know we've talked so many times about the grind just in general that it takes to be in this industry. And if we're just keeping it real, there's a little bit of a different grind for folks that look like you and I. So I, I love that you said that. I love that you led with that and that you're practicing that. I also want to talk about your New Jersey Devils, Trey. Of course, we are colleagues as part of the Locked On NHL Network, and you are the host of Locked On Devils. You talked about that a little bit in the first segment. But the team, the New Jersey Devils, started off on a, on a pretty good tear. Uh, both of our teams maybe, um, I don't want to say punching above their weight, but definitely uh, making people have to eat some of their words. Now, uh, again, as we close out 2022 and head into 23, I think both of us have to get back in gear here. But you've been able to be a credentialed media member home back home in Philadelphia and covering the New Jersey Devils for a handful of their games to close out 2022. Um, tell us ab about what that was like. I mean, I've, I've been able to catch a, a Seattle Kraken game here and there, but you were really a part of the beat for a little bit there. And what's that been like? It's uh, at the time it's recording. Uh, the, the joke around the press box is that I'm bad luck because uh, ever since I got credentialed, the Devils have gone one, seven, and one. So, oh, no. you know, perfect, perfect timing for them to go on a cold slump. But like I said, we're recording this at uh, towards the end of December. But it's been a it, it's been a wonderful experience so far, and I uh, and quite honestly, it, it just doesn't feel real at times. It you know, like I said about going to just Shadow Everfit too. I talked about just seeing it from a different perspective or things of that nature. And, you know, uh, I just want to go back to what you said about how the devils and the uh, Kraken are kind of punching above their weight class a little bit. And 
you know what? Uh, as you know, I'm not shy about uh, just letting people know, like saying, hey, I was right all the time. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but I, the Kraken and Devils are still doing fairly decent. I mean, the Devils are at the times recording are still second in the Metro. But you guys, uh, not this is not slander or anything. You guys uh, are, are benefiting well by being in a weak division, the Pacific division, whereas the Metro is like, if the Devils lose three more games, we're pretty much out. <laughs> but um, no, no, it, it, it's been a it's been a great experience just um, uh, getting to talk to some of the players uh, and just interact with some people that have actually appeared on my show. So like the top beat writer for the Devils for NJ.com, Ryan Novozinski, he's appeared on my show. Um, Christy Flannery, she's appeared on my show. She writes for the Hockey Writers. Um, James Nichols has appeared on my show. Dan Rice, who covers the PHF. He's, yeah. he's been on my show. He, I've seen him in the press box a couple of times. So it, it's been very welcoming. And some of the things that I've been learning about the press box, like especially at AFC, they said be prepared for like a toxic environment or a cutthroat environment, whatever the case might be, because some people might not be too thrilled about a 23-year-old podcaster uh, <laughs> taking their seat or whatever the case might be. But it hasn't been like that at all. They've been very welcoming and um, I've enjoyed the experience so far. They've been very helpful and uh, I haven't had any um, – uh, you know, uh, knock on wood. I haven't had any bad experiences with uh, any of the players or Lindy Ruff of that matter. They've all answered my questions uh, thoroughly and honestly, whether it, whether they're in a good mood or not. But, um, you know, it, it, it's been it's been great. It's been great for my show. It's great experience. And overall, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be there, quite honestly. And I never thought that I would be a part time media credentialed uh, person for Devils uh, at this stage. But it's been a lot of fun. That's fantastic. I mean, the record when when you're at the home games, notwithstanding, <laughs> that's awesome. And you mentioned some of the people I, I know Dan Rice very well. He and I have worked alongside each other for years on the women's hockey side of things. And as we mentioned before, Kelly Schultz and I got to be the first ever uh, all-woman radio broadcast following in. I just want to say I, I listened to that game. I did listen to that game. I, I normally watch the games, but for you, I listened to it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Well, Kelly and I had a blast and I can definitely uh, co-sign on what you're saying. The beat for the New Jersey Devils, class act group of people. I had been to a handful of Devils games, even as a reporter uh, before that, um, including I got to catch the Seattle Kraken in their first road trip ever um, when they went to Prudential Center. And I can tell you that everyone was a huge help. Um, and that's just a like the rock is a great place. I've been there as a fan in the stands. I've been there as a media member and as a broadcaster. And I have a lot of fun when I go to Prue Center and looking forward to catching the Kraken once again at the rock on the road. I think they're in town in February. So uh, that should be a, a good time. But I want to go to something in the next segment that you said about ASU and some of the preparation that goes into it. For those listeners who maybe don't know if you're not into broadcasting and journalism the way Trey and I are, Arizona State's kind of a big deal when it comes to their journalism program. So, Trey, I want to pick your brain about what that experience has been like. Well, it's either ASU or Syracuse. Those seem to be like the – or what? what is it, Northeastern? Northeastern? Northwestern? Yeah, there's – yeah, there's – but you're right. It's Syracuse and ASU that a lot of people think about. Temple's also got a pretty good program. Yeah. So, um, the, the experience at Cronkite has been amazing, and – and, you know, um, Chris Cadeau, who's the play-by-play announcer for the Kalamazoo Wings, um, he's been a big help to me as well. I consider him to be one of my mentors as well because he wrote one of my letters of recommendation. He's given me a lot of advice. He always 
uh, checks in on me. Um, ASU has been phenomenal. And the thing is, is like, and, you know, I don't mean to get too deep or anything, but I wanted a, I kind of wanted a second chance. That was the thing. That's, and that's what ASU has provided me. I feel like at Adrian College, like, I, I feel as though some, and, you know, I'm sure everyone's felt this at times. I felt underrated. I felt underappreciated. I sometimes felt like, like, look, I'm doing a lot of great things, but why am I not getting the amount of, you know, respect or things of that nature? Why am I not, you know, getting this or that? But I don't want to, like, play the victim or anything. Just, uh, just providing the story. But I wanted a second chance at ASU, and it's given me that and more, whether it's career-wise, social-wise, um, uh, the, the hockey team, the women's hockey team, they've been very welcoming. It, it also helps that there's a couple of former Adrian College uh, Bulldogs on the roster. So, you know, reuniting with them has been great. Um, uh, the the uh, dean uh, over at Cronkite, he's been very supportive and he wants to share my story even more and um, just show more representation, whatever the case might be. So Cronkite has been wonderful and it's been a challenge at times. You know, there's times where it's like I'm sleep deprived or <laughs> where I'm like burning both ends of the candle or, you know, there's sometimes where it's just like, oh, I, I, why, like, if, why am I here or that kind of thing? But, you know, I'm sure everyone has, um, every dog has its days, you know, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> so um, Cronkite has been wonderful. And I, I'm just, I'm just so happy to, uh, to be here and just uh, be given a bigger platform and be given more tools and more uh, opportunities to learn. Because quite honestly, some of the stuff that I'm learning at ASU, I wouldn't have been able to learn at Adrian college and that's not a knock at Adrian college. It's just, it's just how it is. I, I just had to go to a bigger campus, a bigger environment. Um, all, and from a social as, aspect that helps them, my fraternity has a chapter down there. Uh, so, you know, they, they've been a big help as well, but um, you know, it, it, the hockey culture, the, the learning environment, the social atmosphere, and also the warm weather has been, <laughs> has been fantastic. So like when it hits 60 or 70 degrees, I'm, I'm in a sweatshirt, quite honestly. <laughs> I love that. As someone who goes down to Florida to call hockey games during the Premier Hockey Federation season, I can absolutely tell you 10 out of 10 would recommend being in warm weather during hockey season. But that's just me. I don't like the cold weather. I know how to dress when it's cold, but I don't like it. Um, but Trey, I really honor and respect that you, you know, can be forthcoming and saying that this is your second chance. It's a second opportunity and a lot of different things and seizing that opportunity at a place so prestigious as Arizona state and already having the confidence and the wherewithal to make as we said earlier, your own destiny. So that's super exciting. Trey, before we let you go, uh, we have, if you're watching on YouTube, that's where you can find Trey on social media, or at least on Twitter. But any other place, in addition to Locked on Devils, uh, where folks can follow your work? You can follow me uh, uh, at Pucks and Pitchforks. I write uh, for the fan side of page for the New Jersey Devils. Um, obviously, you can follow me on Twitter, at TreyMatt4. Uh, or the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. Um, you can uh, keep up all the action on Blaze Radio as I call more hockey games as uh, come next semester. In fact, fun fact: as soon as I am finished with that MLK game uh, with the with the Erie Otters, I will literally call an NCAA men's game for ASU that Friday. So that's awesome. Uh, Got to get back to to Arizona after after I'm done in Erie, but. Uh, yeah, you can follow my work at Blaze Radio. You can follow me at Pucks and Pitchforks, show's Twitter page, uh, my personal Twitter page. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. 
That's fantastic. We'll make sure we have that the link to the NHL.com article, the news, the press release for the Erie Otters. And again, this show will be going live the week before, Trey, you call that Erie Otters game and then an ASU men's game. So we'll have to make sure we drop all those links. But Trey Matthews, thank you so much for joining us on Locked on Kraken. Thank you, Erica Ayala. I want to thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. You just heard from Trey. We're going to close out this game day episode of Locked on Kraken. I do hope that you realize how important it is to me to make sure that we are providing pathways for people in sports media. That's why I founded my company, Black Rosie Media. That's why it's very important for me to show up and be a part of the the Kraken community. I am... um, one of very few black women in sports media, particularly in hockey. And that is something that I am conscious of every day. So when I say thank you to the Kraken organization that welcomed me with open arms when I caught up with them in Boston or from you daily listeners and YouTube viewers, it truly means a lot because unfortunately, as some of you may know, may know actually right around the time we played Tampa last time, I was subject to some not so great things that happen in our world um, regarding my race and likely my gender. And then after sharing my reaction to having to deal with those things, I continue to be berated on social media. So I hope that Locked on Kraken is a place where I can uplift people like Trey. Or we, of course, had Jason Hernandez also. We're going to uplift those stories and I'm going to keep it real. Because unfortunately, our success is not the norm. We are the exceptions. And the rule is often that too many people that look like us who have last names that come from origins where Jason, JD, and I do, people that look like Trey and I, we don't get similar opportunities to our counterparts. And that's just the reality that we face. So we're always going to keep it real here while lifting everyone up. So if you have time, check out Trey Matthews on social media and just send him some love and some congratulations on what will be the first of, I'm sure, many play-by-play calls. As always, I want to remind you to be kind to yourself and please be kind to one another. That is a part of Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy for sure. And if there's nothing else that you can take from this day, at least just take it as a reminder that part of the reason I say that is because we do need a loving world. There's a lot of hate and there will always be a lot of hate we have to work through, but we can choose to be kind at minimum to ourselves, which hopefully gives us enough energy and peace of mind to be kind to one another. But today's a game day. There well, we always can rely on some Seattle Kraken hockey, which has been very exciting hockey as of late. So let's go for nine. Why not against Tampa Bay? Regardless of the win streak, regardless of if we're home or away, winning games against teams that are in our catchment area, that are right there in the standings with us is going to be important if we really, truly want to be contenders and not pretenders. I think we're a far away a far cry from being called pretenders, but we still have some work to do to be perennial contenders. Let's get it done tonight. Enjoy the game. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy MLK Day.